0: Coming up, so God is seeing us from a creator perspective. This is why sometimes we get each other wrong. All right, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking one thing and nope, that ain't the way God created you. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking you're this. I'm thinking you're an introvert when you're really an extrovert, just for example. And like, I'm not the creator. I'm not looking at you from the creator perspective. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. You are not forgotten. The God of all creation sees you and is always looking after you even when it doesn't feel that way. Join us as Pastor Rob discusses this wonderful aspect of God's character. Here's part one of the message, God Sees You. Let's get into our message for today. Hopefully you have your outline and something to write with. And I'm going to be reading our passage, which can be found in John 1, verses 43 through 51. Uh, Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. And I'll be reading in the uh, New King James Version. So follow along with me. Again, that's John 1, 43 through 51. It reads, the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip, and he said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things than these? And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. Amen. Today, I, I want to talk to you on the topic: God sees you. God sees you. Yes, He does. Even when it don't seem like He sees you, He sees you. And this is not just saying He sees you uh, optically. It's saying He sees you. He knows you. He knows you. There was a movie, I, I just remembered, I can't remember the name of that movie, but it was a very powerful movie where this lady, and you guys might remember, the lady was going to commit suicide. Uh, she was popular. She was a popular singer or something, an uh, entertainer, or and but she felt so lonely. And she was about to kill herself. And there was a guy that came along, I think he was her bodyguard or something, and And the guy came in and she was saying why she was doing it, how she was so lonely. And she said, nobody's noticed me. She got all this fame. She's popular and all this, but nobody really sees her. And then he stopped. He said, I see you. I see you. And that brought her up from off the ledge, brought her off the ledge. He said, I see you. And he didn't say that just to say it. He meant it. And so all of us want to be seen or want to be known. They said many years ago on the sitcom, you know, everybody wants to go, uh, where everybody knows their name and always glad you came. See, all people, yeah, I hope y'all starting to see this now, this stuff they be coming up with and in, in on the movies and this TV and all that stuff. God said that stuff a long time ago. You know, God said it a long time ago. I hope you're making the correlation. You know, they, 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 and these things, these things do well. They, the sitcom lasts for years, but it's just, they're just really living out biblical principles about how we've been created as human beings. That's why they're, the reason that anything would be that popular is because it appeals to your, someone's, a bunch of people, obviously, Obviously, humanity. That's, it appeals to their humanity. And if God is the creator of us, then it's something he put in us that it's appealing to. Or we wouldn't gravitate toward it. So it ain't really new. It really ain't new. They're just living out stuff that God said a long time ago. And so today we're going to talk about how God sees you and me. He sees us. So on your outline, write this down. We need to understand the perspective from which God sees. We need to understand the perspective from which God sees. So if God sees me, then I need to know the perspective from which he sees me. So I want to give you a few things related to that. Number one. He sees as the creator. (laughs) He sees as the creator. And I want you to relate to that a little bit, because I think all of us at some point in life at this juncture have created something, even to the youngest of us. When my son was little, he would take his Legos and create something. Okay, (laughs) you know, and his, his his little figurine man and create something. He used to play basketball, um, um, double court basketball on our sofa with his little men. When he was a little, <laughs> he cre, he would put a little little hoop on one side on this pillow, another hoop on this pillow, and then he'll grab all his figurines and put them on a the, you know, Spider-Man and Batman and all, <laughs> all these different, all these different figurines, and they be, you know, be playing power forward and small guard and all that, and he be he'd have a little ball there and he be, you know, putting it up there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and he would be having a game keeping score and everything and he would do that all by himself he just would just do it and all I'm saying this is what this points to is that we are created beings in the image of God and because of that there is creativity in all of us all of us have a little creator in us little create com- creativity in us and if you ain't tapped into it yet you need to keep digging because everybody because it's in us to create and, and he was little, and he was creating, okay? You, you see and when, you know, they, you give little kids little blocks, and they, pretty soon they make something. They create something out of it. You take them to the beach, a sandcastle comes up. You take them to the snow, it comes a snowman, a snow angel. Because there's God in us, and that creative side wants to flourish. It wants to come out. And so we got to see that God sees us as the creator, From the perspective of the creator, the one who created us. And give you another way to relate to this. Since we all have created something, the thing that you created, you look at it from an angle that nobody else looks at it because it's your creation. So my son, when I come over to the the couch and I see his little game going on, I don't see it the way he sees it. I have to ask him, so who is this? What position he playing? You know, then he have to tell me, oh, he playing center. That's, you know, he's my leading score right there. I don't know. You know, he has to tell me because he's seeing it from the creator perspective. I'm not seeing it from that perspective. So God is seeing us from a creator perspective. This is why sometimes we get each other wrong. All right? I'm looking at you and I'm thinking one thing, and nope, that ain't the way God created you. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking you're this I'm thinking you're an introvert when you're really an extrovert, just for example. and But God, I'm not the creator. I'm not looking at you from the creator perspective. And it's not until I talk to you, you tell me, you take some kind of a test or assessment or you do something that it comes out how you were created. Sometimes you may not even know it. I told you all before, I, I thought I was intro, extroverted. Me and my wife, we would debate about it. I mean, for years, we was debating on it. She was saying, no, you ain't. A, I said, you know, you ain't seen me at work. You ain't seen me at work. I mean, I was dogmatic about it. I was like, you know, and sometimes I'd be going to work, and I'd be doing my extrovert thing at work, and it would cross my mind. i see, see, Carolyn don't know what she's talking about. I'm serious. She, she would gonna look at her. if she saw me now. She wouldn't be saying that stuff, right? But over time, over time, over time, you know, and she, and she began to... um convey it to me, and then it, one day it all clicked. She said something, we was having it, and then I really realized, or oh, 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 one day would, she said this, she said something like this. She says, Rob, Rob the only reason you act like that at work is because they know you. That's the only reason you do that. And I was thinking, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, right? And then she kept talking, and then I thought about it. Then she said, then she said Rob, if you go into a room where you don't know anybody, tell me where you're going and what you're going to do. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to go sit in the back. She said, right. <laughs> right. Right. And anyway, she convinced me that I was not extroverted, that I was introverted. My point is, is, again, part of the reason we miss each other is because we don't see each other from the creator's perspective. All right. And that's why we got to have a relationship. We got to have these conversations. We got to do all this thing, spend time together, all this stuff so we can really get to know who we are. And sometime when somebody spends time with you, like my wife, she was able to tell me about myself stuff I didn't know because she has spent enough time with me. The same happens for you, too. Somebody who spends enough time with you enough time with you they can tell you things about you that you may not even see or know about yourself so the creator looks at us from the creator's perspective john 1 1 through 3 it says and this is the same writer of the text that we read in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning speaking of Christ. And through, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So as we're reading our text, we see here the same writer telling us that there was nothing made without Christ. Who's the word? Anything made, it was made with him and by him and through him. So God sees you from a creator perspective. That's important, vitally important. Number two, he sees as a master planner. He sees as a master planner. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and this is God speaking. He says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So God sees you as a planner, as a planner. Right. Well, when I was coaching basketball for all those years, I would look at potential um, players on my team from a planner perspective. I'm watching the way they walk, seeing how tall they are, how strong, how 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 much hand-eye coordination they have, <laughs> because I'm looking at it from a planner's perspective. I, I, I put them on the line and blow my whistle and said, "Run back and forth, see how fast they run. Uh, make them jump up and touch the backboard, see how high they jump, because I'm looking at them from a a planner perspective. Okay, all right. Uh, ladies, uh, when, when you're in the, the mall, <laughs> you know, and you, you go down where the blouses are and the purses and the shoes and all that, you, you're looking from a planner perspective. You're trying to figure out, okay, oh yeah, that would go well with that. Um, ooh. And if I get those shoes, ooh, it's gonna be popping! It's y'all, y'all, y'all might not say all this, but you're thinking like, wow, you you looking from a planner person? Oh, that color! I mean, right when I when I used to, I don't do it now. When I used to, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I used to go shopping with my wife, and she she would she would uh she would amaze me, cause I and we 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 just was at this other, other store like an hour ago and we looked at something, we was at this other store like two hours ago, and we we was looking at something, right, and in my mind, I forgot what we looked at, and I forgot all the details about it, and we in this other store on the other side of the mall, and she's that's the same color as that other thing. And I'm going, like, I'm going, I, I, I if, you, if you don't put them side by side, I have no idea. Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying? That's just none, no idea at all. So she's able to see some shoes over here, a blouse over here and a purse over here and connect it. Y'all, get, I, I couldn't do that. But if you get me on the basketball court, you get me in coaching, though, I can connect some stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, he can, he can be my power forward right here. Oh, that's my point guard right there. I can start putting it all together. You know, that's going to be my quarterback. You know, that's the running back right here. He, I can connect that so I can understand the concept of putting things or looking at things from a planner's perspective. And so God looks at us from a planner perspective, and he says, I, I know what my plans I got for you. <laughs> this is important, y'all, that God looks at you from a planner perspective. He knows what, he, what plans he has, plans for you to prosper, give you a future and hope. So he's seeing you from that perspective. He sees you. He sees you. John one forty three a says, the following day. Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. Y'all get that? Uh, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. So if he's wanting to go somewhere, you know it must be in his plan. Okay, It's part of his plan to go to Galilee because he's looking at us from a planner's perspective. And as we read through the through the the passage, we see, yeah, there was something that was gonna happen in Galilee that was part of his plan. He wanted to go to Galilee. The third perspective that we got to understand that God sees is that he sees as the Savior. He sees as the Savior. He sees you as the Savior from a savior's perspective. John 1:43 it goes on and say the following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him follow me. You see that? That's because he saw Philip from the savior's perspective. Look look what the text says. The text says he wanted to go to Galilee. He got to Galilee, and he found Philip. See, we like to say when we get saved, I found God. No, 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 no. God did You didn't find God. God was never lost. No, God found you. God found you. You didn't find him. I know we say that, but the truth is, God found us. He wasn't lost. okay. And he looks at us from a savior's perspective. And he told Philip, once he found him, he said, Philip, follow me. It's part of his plan. And one day God did that with you. Okay? And so now we want to look at, write this down. What does God see specifically about you? Okay. What does God see specifically about you? Wouldn't you want to know what your Creator sees specifically about you? Me and my son was just talking earlier today. I didn't even know I was going to use this today. <laughs> it just reminded me he said, he had told me um, earlier this today. He said, "Dad, it was something I was going to say to you." I forgot, I forgot what it was. A few hours later, he said, oh, Dad, I remember what I was gonna say to you. <laughs> this happened today, and I'm using it in my message. <laughs> All right. He said, and one of the things he told me, he was talking about uh, one of the, the guys that's playing in the, in the playoffs now, um, uh, Derrick Henry, he's a running back for the Tennessee Titans. And he happens to be the leading rusher in the NFL this year and he's been in the league I don't know four or five six years but this year he, he just shot yeah. broke out to the like the number one running back in the league and my son was telling me how Derek said he uh he he reached out to a few ex running back stars and talked to his ex coaches and stuff to try to figure out what was he not doing you know the best and what, how could he improve? And basically from his interactions, he, he, he learned that he was, somebody told him he was thinking too much while he was running and not just reacting and running hard and running with, with, with running physically and, and you know running downhill. He wasn't doing that. And then it clicked. And now he runs hard and he's a beast to the point where he's the leading rusher in the league. Because something unlocked about him, he wasn't, he saw himself differently, because he got a word from somebody. And so I'm telling you that because it helps to see what does God see specifically about you so that you can turn that switch, you can flip that switch about how God made you and you can put it into action and you can become the leading whatever in your life. And so the first thing that God sees specifically is he sees your false beliefs. (laughs) He sees your false beliefs. Just like whatever made Derrick Henry think too much while he was running, he was believing something that he didn't need to believe. And once he got rid of that false belief and he started running like he's supposed to, number one rusher in the league. Same with you can be unlocked if you learn that you're believing something that is not false. So God sees your false beliefs. Look what the text says, John 1, 44 and 45. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So you, you see, Jesus, you see uh, Philip's false belief in that passage? Okay. Philip's Tells Nathaniel, we have found Jesus. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) y'all. No, 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 no. Jesus found you, Philip. Okay. (laughs) Jesus found you, Philip. You didn't find Jesus. Okay. (laughs) But Philip is thinking, we found him. Come, you know, we found him, Nathaniel. Nate. Brother well, Nate, we found him. See, here's the thing. Usually our false beliefs is mixed with some truth. That's one of the reasons we believe it. It's not completely false. If I tell you the sky is red, you know, you'd be like, dude, you lost your mind. But if I tell you it's, it's pilot blue or light blue or, you know, some figment of blue, you'd be, oh, you know, okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, if he mix it with a little truth, then it, it makes it easy to believe, easier to believe. So Philip was right. He is Jesus of Nazareth. He is the one that Moses talked about and the prophets. He is. That's right. But you didn't find him. Okay, <laughs> Y'all get this? He found you. <laughs> He's found you. And so... My question to you is, what, what are some things that, some false belief you've got that's mixed with some truth but they're not quite true? <laughs> you you got to think about that. And ask God to bring, make it clearer to you. See, those of us that have been saved for a little while, we used to say he found me. I know I did, I used to say I found, I mean, I used to say I found him. But after you walk with him a little while, you realize, nah, he didn't find, yeah, I didn't find him, he found me. <laughs> He he found me And then I started To put the dots together It's like Oh this happened Then that happened And then this happened And this happened And none of that Had nothing to do with me All those That string of things That happened (laughs) For me to be In a relationship with God Had nothing to do With my decisions Nothing Y'all get this And then you start To put it together Be like oh no God was wooing me The whole time He was setting it up All the time And then you learn that God found you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, Transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Quench Life CF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Have you come to the, the, the realization at some point where you realize that God knew your heart. He knew exactly what was going on in your heart, what your desires were, what your priorities were, and he showed you that he knew. Thank you for listening.